stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. We have been talking about Daniel. And of course we covered a lot of material and understood uh, some things about the life of Daniel and, and of course the life of Nebuchadnezzar and, and, uh, and so on. And so we're, we're on chapter 10. And uh, all the visions of Daniel, for instance, the vision that he had, uh, 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 that the dream that he discerned from Nebuchadnezzar, the statue, remember? Divided into different, the head of gold, the chest of silver, the arms, uh, the, uh, the legs of iron, the feet of bronze and, and sand, and, uh, and it's means the four areas of the world involved on this study, which we know now is Babylon, where the, the, the Jewish nation was, the Jewish people were captive, Babylon. And then, of course, the next area uh, is Medo-Persian Empire. And then, of course, the Grecian Empire, Alexander the Great. And then the last one is Rome. And so, uh, that's historically not only corrected, biblically, but historically correct. You go to any library, and those four kingdoms existed. Uh, and of course, Rome is the last one. So, then in the, in the midst of that, there's Daniel. God is revealing things to him, and revealing things to... to, to and, bringing, and bringing a tremendous uh, 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 movement of judgment, judged Belchizer the son of Nebuchadnezzar, because he stole the temple. Uh, his father stole the temple utensils and used for a time of drinking. And of course, the statue and the finger wrote on the wall. And so, the, man, the mind of God, what the Lord wanted to do through, through uh, Daniel and Gabriel, his angel, was to present you an idea about the future and the, the future of the earth. What's going to happen with us as we come into the end of ages, the millennium and the coming of Jesus? Things are very important. These things are really important. And, and so I want you to be optimistic because even though we use different languages and language here and we talk about different things uh, that, that you never heard before, you know, God using animals to describe kingdoms, you know, the, 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 the ram and, and the goat, you know, uh, and uh, describing the kingdoms and the conflict between these kingdoms. And the conflict is tremendous on chapter 10 and chapter 11. Uh, and so, let me just uh, say one more thing. Remember that in the Grecian Empire where Alexander the Great received unbelievable strength and conquered the area of the Medo-Persians, which was a, a large area. He conquered in 13 years. It was, he died at 32 of fever uh, in, 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 in Babylon. And so, what is it behind all of this? Why would uh, this great soldier dies and leaves four kingdoms? Because the four kingdoms split between the four generals. Two of them became critically important to the Palestine and to the Israelite nation. 
two of those children became critically important uh, as to the prophecies of the Lord. So, let's begin a little bit. I hope you're getting an idea because these two, two soldiers that took half of the kingdom that was uh, for Nebuchadnezzar. And by the way, they, they killed the right descendants, Alexander the Great the Fourth and the other one. They killed both those boys in order for them not to inherit anything. And then they take hold of the land. And two of them are very important. We're going to talk about the, the two and their names. So, so, so let's begin. I hope you're not as confused as I am. <laughs> but I'm, I'm having a good time because I can see the hand of God moving and how He moves. And if I give you a, a, a synopsis of all that I have learned here, is how tender God is to His servant. How sweet, how gentle. And so, God sends uh, verse 10, chapter 10, uh, verse 11, okay? Uh, 10, verse 11. It says this, And he said unto me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved. That's Gabriel. That's the words of Gabriel, the angel. Understand the words that I speak unto you and, and stand upright. In other words, you're down, down there with no strength. This is all coming at you so fast. So, would you stand upright? For unto you I am now sent. Meaning. Now, this is a response to the prayer that Daniel prayed, which is on chapter 9. You remember, we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done weakly and have rebelled even by departing from your precepts and from your judgments neither have we hearkened unto your servants the prophets which spoke is, is Daniel speaking for the nation you know uh, and, and it's <coughs> yes all Israel have transgressed your law even by departing that they may not obey your voice therefore curses poured upon us and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him, sinned against God. That's Daniel speaking for the captives. And so in chapter 10, verse 11, he says, Though Daniel, men of great beloved, understand the words that I speak unto you, for unto you I am now sent. Now, just a little click here to, to that sort of helps us to have a wonderful time with this. When Daniel began to pray, God already had the answer as to what he's going to say. Uh, Daniel prays here, okay? God is here, and he does it. Even though Daniel continues to pray, God already responded. So, in other words, <clears throat> stand upright, for unto me, unto you I am now saying, when I had heard his voice, I stood trembling. Meaning that uh, the message that Gabriel gave uh, to Daniel will be now conclude all the visions. So what's coming on chapter 10, chapter 11 is, is, is putting all the whole ball of wax together. And it's becoming fun because I have an understanding a little bit about what it is chapter 10, chapter 11. But the way the Lord presented to Daniel is just an amazing thing. And it just opened my heart, my mind, to comprehend His goodness, His power, His strength. See, you have to learn from this. You know, this is not just a Bible study to where we learn. I want to learn from this because some of you are Christians in persecuted areas 
who, who you haven't heard from God yet. <coughs> but when you pray, He's already in charge of it. When you pray, He's already responding. When you pray, He's already done it. And so, in terms of prayer, it, it changed my, my scope, my understanding. In other words, <laughs> He's going to do it. Amen. That's what I asked for and I prayed for and I humbled myself before the Lord. He's going to take care of things. You understand? That's how Christian life operates. In other words, it doesn't operate on a sense of delaying continuously. Yes, the, the, the prophecy will delay, but it will, it will tarry, but it will be fulfilled. But when you are in God's time, you need to take possession of that and stop worrying about what's going to happen in the future. He's in charge. And so I went to my father's prayer at the airport in 1965 in Rio de Janeiro. The name of the airport is Galeão International. Now the airport is called Tanjobim Airport. Tanjobim and Vinicius de Moraes are two people who wrote the song Girl for Me Panema, remember? So they named the airport after them. Well, I remember well the name of the airport. and well, I knelt down. My father prayed for me an hour over me. One hour. He prophesied one whole hour. And so now that I am uh, at a young age of 77, approaching 95, that's where I'm going. You're going to see me kicking and talking until I'm 95. And don't you get discouraged, because I'm not. Amen? I have the strength of the Lord in me. I know that. So all my father said is, is being fulfilled. And I remember, in other words, all I have to do is to rest. Take it easy. Don't worry about the mule going blind. Load the wagon. Get the work done. Get the job done. Move into the nations. Preach the gospel. Bold and bold and bold. And, uh, and I don't know what's going to happen in Peru, but I can tell you, after reading Daniel, I'm going to just bless their socks off. I'm going to come upon them like a big old locomotive calling the kingdom of God upon them in deliverance and healing. And, and, and of course, John, Jonathan Dunn, myself, and, and a lady called Jennifer Bauman. God sent her. And I believe you're going to be blessed by Jennifer's ministry. So let's take a look. So, God sends Graber to Daniel to strengthen him. God heard Daniel's prayer, 9-4. Daniel says that Gabriel was detained by the prince of Persia. And so, God had to send Michael to release Gabriel from this evil angel. Now, this is what the angel is saying. The angel is saying that. So it comes from God. But the prince of Persia, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, stood, stood, with, on, stood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me and, and, and remain there with the king of Persia. And so, and so uh, uh, now I come to make you understand what shall befall your people in the latter days. And yet the vision is for many days, meaning uh, 200 years ahead of time. The question is this, do you take the scripture literally here that, uh, that uh, God had to send uh, uh, Michael to, uh, to hold this evil angel? Yes, that's what the Bible says. So the question is, is this something, uh, an allegory or a little bit of uh, 
uh, uh, huff and puff that is not true. No, I, 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 in other words, don't, don't ask me. Look at the mess that we are now in, in America, in so many areas. And I'm not talking about politically. I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about uh, abortion. Do you think that uh, this is the work of uh, uh, good angels? There is an evil angel over America. There is, there is spiritual darkness going on right now. There is, there is things that I have. Now, the, the question is not to worry much about it because the Lord already told that they will lose the battle. The question now is to see how God dealt with this problem right here. And so when evil or the evil angel came and grabbed Gabriel by the neck and says, you're not going to go down there to help that Daniel boy. God said, hold on a minute, you crossed the line. He sent an archangel. You see, see Michael is an archangel. <laughs> he is the one who blow the trumpet, blow the shofar, <laughs> when the end of time comes. And so, what does it mean? It means that in the heavens there are certain things that happen in relation to you and I that, that we don't know nothing about it. And when we begin to live in that realm, our faith is strengthened. Our resolve. When you live in the bottom pit of, of the flesh, you worry about if the refrigerator is closed or not. You worry about if the coffee can be improved. You go to uh, the store and uh, you pick up food that you're not supposed to be eating. You, uh, you, uh, you go to a football game already seeing that they will not make it. You know, I'm so amazed at that. Look, George is number one. George is going to run over everybody. And there's a lot of people in Georgia who are very afraid of Tennessee playing football. Afraid of Vanderbilt. They were afraid of... Uh, all, my gosh, have you seen the front seven of Georgia? They're giants. These are not normal people. These are people six, 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 seven, three hundred and forty 340 pounds. It looks like a mess truck coming at you. So... Does that does not give you comfort? No, because we always think negatively about it. We think negative. So I went to eat, and I wanted to buy a steak. I haven't eaten a steak in a long, long time. So I simply just closed my eyes and said, Lord, cook that steak for me and let nobody touch it. In other words, I prophesy what I'm going to eat. I prophesy the seats in the stadium when I'm going to see the Georgia play. I prophesied going to the coffee. I prophesied making a left turn. I prophesied fixing this and working that out. In other words, when you live in the terms of God, you live ahead of time. Ahead of time. You move forward ahead of time. Every little thing that you do, especially walking or doing or buying or paying or doing or incur, you just, just... And so, I'm just waiting on the Lord. The Lord said, tell them to come by in the altar of passing in front of me, and I'm not with oil. And my Lord Jesus, I did just that. You know, you invite the whole congregation to come forward so you can anoint them one by one. Well, that idea came from the Lord because I had no idea what to do. Matter of fact, I had no scripture before the message. I was just, just didn't come. So why did I panic and was afraid? It's because I know the Lord is doing a lot already. So when He's ready for me to do a little bit, you know, I do 1% of 99. He does 99%, I do 1%. He uses my mouth. 
So what I'm saying is, to live in the kingdom of God prophetically, it's got to be a much more relaxing way to live. Amen. John gave me a bill yesterday, $4,401.57. Tax bill. House bill. Property. House property. Property tax. Property tax. (laughs) And I tell you, as he showed me, the Lord says, I'll take care of it. Hold on. It's my ministry. God's will is God's bill. In other words, is that right? God's bill is God's will is God's bill. He'll take care of that. God has sent somebody to send you the money, and I'll pay for it. I've been doing for fifty years. Why am I going to stop now? <laughs> so, all right. And so, Gabriel is let go. Now, ten fourteen talks about the purpose of the trip because the purpose has to be defined. Why did God send Gabriel to talk to Daniel? It says, Now I come to make you understand what shall befall your people in the latter days, for the, the, yet the vision is for many days. Meaning that it has to do with uh, Israel. See, the Gentile nations are included in this if they relate to Israel. Only as they affect Israel. What are the nations that affect Israel? The Middle East, Iraq, Iran, Syria, Jordan, all of them affect Egypt. All of them affect Israel. So, it has to do with them. God is going to deal with them. And uh, the building of the temple. By the way, Jeremiah prophesied the way the temple is supposed to be built. I don't know if you ever read that, but it's a beautiful thing. Jeremiah, really. And of course, the the, the Temple Mount ministry in Jerusalem uh, loves to and, and describes the Jeremiah's vision of the temple. They're going to do exactly that. So you can see that sometimes if you put down that third temple on the, your email and see if you can get it, a sketch of that. Okay, now, let's move on. Am I okay? Are you getting somewhere with me? Okay. All right. Now, on 10.16, that's chapter 10, verse 16. For the first time, after Gabriel encourages, comforts, okay, and when he had spoken such words unto me, I I set my face toward the ground, and I became numb. And I became dumb, wouldn't talk. I understand, don't you? I understand that. I don't think there's a there's a problem with that. You know, uh, every time I've I've seen an angel, I've seen an angel two or three times, and he did something to me that I'll never forget. And so people people that uh, are affected by spiritual beings are Christians. Don't be afraid of an angel of God. That's good news. So. Daniel 16, something happens and he sees something that he had never seen before since the beginning of chapter 1 of Daniel. And behold, oh, look and look, observe, one like similitude of the sons of men touch my lips. Ooh, ooh, hallelujah. Ooh, ooh. 
Touch my lips. It says, Then I opened my mouth and spoke and said unto him who stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me and I have retained no strength. For how can a servant of this, my Lord, talk with this, my Lord? For as for me, straightway, there remain no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. God, have mercy on me. This is too much for me. I can't even breathe. Then there he came again, Gabriel, came again and touched me. <laughs> and touched me. You know, we, we go overseas a lot. We pray for people in the hundreds and literally thousands of people receive prayer in our ministry because I made invitations. You know, if I have a gift, it's to make an invitation. How do I make an invitation? The Lord tells me what's the problem out there, and I tell about the problem out there, and they come down here and get prayed for. That's really what it is. I just discern the need. And uh, an amazing thing is that when we begin touching people, just gently, tender touching their heads, Heaven comes down. One of the most gratifying experiences on a mission trip is God using you to bless somebody else when you don't think of yourself worth nothing. It's really, really something. Okay, let me let me let me continue down here. We're uh, uh, we're we're uh, we're chapter chapter ten, uh, verse nineteen. And then he said, Oh man, greatly beloved, fear not. That's Gabriel. Peace be unto you. Be strong. Yes. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. And so now, God is going to say to him two things. Which is verse 20 and verse 21. He said unto me, He said, He... Know you therefore, wherefore, I come unto you. You know why I come unto you. And now I will return to, the, to fight the prince of Persia. And when I'm gone forth, lo, the prince of Persia shall come. It seems like Gabriel once again picks up the conversation. And now I will return to fight the, with the prince of Persia. Did not mean that he would leave immediately, but when the vision was completed, then he would return over this satanic strength that was over. You see, it, it was. You know, historically you can prove that. A lot of Jewish people would not return to Judah. They they love to be in, 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 in they love to be in, in, in Babylon. That's just strange. The building of the temple was very, very a hard thing to do. The people would not help. And there were people, business people, leaders, who were against it. The return to, to sacrifices in the temple. If you study Ezra, he's going to tell you. Uh, and Daniel and, and Gabriel is saying, I have to go back there to fight this boy because he's standing over an area that affects the people of God. So why would God 
express this to Daniel. It's for him to have a heavenly vision bigger than an earthly vision. All of us need that. You got to see. In other words, how do I know that my bills are going to pay this week? Because I can, I see it coming. I call into being. In other words, faith is is effective when you call into being, when you prophesy, when you speak, when you boldly interact, when you do not allow the negative, the 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 uh, the, the doubts, the fears, the anxiety, the turmoil to assail over your life. You 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 live kicking the dust. And moving forward. You know. When you see a cowboy movie. You see a horse coming in. Real fast in the prairie. And it's a dry ground. You can see the horse about 10 miles away. Because he lifts up a, a large m- amount of, uh, of dust. Just above the horse. You can see that. And, and I'm trying to make, a, make to you a comparison to understand. In other words, <coughs> the movement, the dust, the clouds, the power, the anointing is as fast as your faith. Your faith is measured by how you allow the supernatural power of God to overshadow you. It's not rich name it and claim it. That's what the devil says. It is living in a, such a time. You, you know, I remember just an experience. Every year I met my dear superintendent. You know, as a Methodist evangelist, uh, I'm, uh, uh, appointed beyond the local church, ethnic minority. But every year I had to see this man and show him my finances. And the most thing that I ever will never forget is that he says, okay, everything is okay. Oh, uh, yes. Sir. Oh, my gosh, yes. In other words, Every year it was like $800,000. <laughs> Every year, uh, $900,000. You know, mission money. I mean, we gave to Cuba half of that at most every in 10 years. So, I love to see the eye, his eyes. Now, his eyes were on the, uh, on the doubt side, on the inferior side, on the ground side, on the dust side. But my eyes was on the spiritual side of faith, believing, and call forth. Doesn't make me charismatic, automatic, fanatic. It doesn't make me whatever you think I am. I do, if you don't, if you call me these names, you're wrong because I, I, I'm 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 just going through like everybody else. I'm just working my salvation. But one thing I learned: when faith makes a cloud and you run in front of it, it solves every single problem you have in your life. So let me pray for you before I go, because tomorrow is uh, Wednesday. And uh, Wednesday is a time that uh, we begin uh, uh, chapter 11, which is the combination of all the visions. It's very important. I have all of it written down here together. I'm, 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 I'm ready to go. Okay? All right. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for my brother and sister in China. My brother and sister, Lord, in Peru. My brother and sister, God, and, and all over the United States, in Brazil, Asia, England, my brothers and sisters, Lord, throughout the earth, I ask you, God, to show them the type of faith we're talking about. For what we're talking about 
is a supernatural heart of God expressed through an angel related to a human being on how he's supposed to live. The just shall live by faith. Bless them, God, this morning. Strengthen them by the power of your Spirit. Lord, send workers to this ministry, God. We need workers. Convict those who are supposed to be here with us to help us. For we need help in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Shalom.